Welcome to another episode of the Victory Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Victory Baptist Church in Valdosta, Georgia. To learn more about our ministry and the impact it has had in our community for over 50 years, visit VictoryBaptistValdosta.com. Now let's listen as Pastor Ward brings today's message from God's Word. I don't have all the notes for you today on the screen, uh, especially the introduction of the message, but I'll read to you a couple of those things. Very simple message this morning found in the book of Job in chapter number 29. And in verse number 20, two important things are said in this verse about Job. My glory was fresh in me. The word fresh is only used in the Bible about six times. One one time I think it's used as freshness or freshening. About four or five other times it's used as the word fresh. And so uh, it has a a great and deep meaning. And we're going to look at that. My glory was fresh in me and my bow was renewed in my hand. Now in chapter number 29 of the book of Job, you know the story of Job. We'll not take time to rehearse all of that this morning. Job has come to the place now that he's looking back over his life and he's beginning to look at how uh, in the verses, and we don't have them all for you on the screen, but in verse number two, he said, Oh, that I were as in months past, in days when God preserved me, when the candle shined upon my head, and when his light walked with me through darkness, as it was in the days of my youth, when the secret of God was upon my tabernacle. And, and he goes on and on in these verses, and Job's looking at now how things used to be, how they used to be in his life. And I think that it should behoove every one of us that are, that are saved, and we've been saved for a little while, at least a little while, or maybe for a long while. I think that, it's every, that every once in a while, we just need to look back at where we are so can, that we can really give an evaluation of uh, where we were, looking back where we were, and then we can give an evaluation as to where we are and where we want to be one day. And so Job is in the midst of that. There was a time, and he begins to talk about the time, how it was, and he, he divides it into three different categories. And again, we won't go there this morning. He talks about a time of his prosperity, He talks about a time of his fruitfulness, and he talks about a time that he had an influence on the people. And he talked about how that young men would come to him and they would ask him questions and he would give them answers. And they would go away amazed at his knowledge and his perception and his understanding. But he said, and uh, he said, that's the way that it used to be in my life. That it used to be in my life. And so now Job has come to this place in chapter number 29 that he's, that he's rehearsing his past. Let me ask you a serious question. Let me ask you a personal question. No answer required. Are you where you used to be with the Lord? Or, or was there a time in your life that the Lord in your life and the, His presence and the reality of it all and the, and the sweetness and, and uh, the word that he uses here, the word fresh. Was there a time that, that, there was, that you were honeymooning with the Lord and there was a great and intimate relationship with him 
And yet all of that has kind of subsided through the years and through the troubles and through the trials and through the difficulties and through the wear and through the tear and all of these kind of things and through the losses and through the, the challenges and the list goes on and on and on. And all of that sweetness and freshness that you remember when you first met him. Maybe you just kind of started blending in with the crowd, realizing that, you know, that folk that have been saved for a little while, they don't necessarily walk as closely to the Lord as some of those. I remember when I first got saved and how bright everything was and, and, um, and how brilliant everything looked and, you know, and how you just had, you just believed that God could do anything. And then... Along the way, you begin to struggle and have difficulties, and maybe, maybe your faith isn't as strong. And so I'm just going to leave it at that. Well, we do see two things about Job. Job makes mention of a time in his life of two things. Job said, number one, he said, I'm ready to, I was ready to worship God. I think we need to ready ourselves to worship Him. He said, notice what he said in the verse. He said, my glory was fresh in me. My glory was fresh in me and my bow was renewed in my hand. He said, I'm ready to do two things. Number one, I'm ready to go to worship. And number two, I'm ready to go to war. And I think that every Christian believer, every born-again believer needs to have those two things in their life. They need to always be ready and waiting to worship. Not necessarily waiting, but also always ready. Always ready to worship him, and to do battle. You know, those are probably the two of the most difficult things that we face in our Christian life. Readying ourselves for worship like we used to. He said back then it was so fresh in me. The word fresh simply carries the meaning of something that is new and something that is current, something that is up to date. Think about that for just a moment. Something that is new. I'd never experienced anything like it when I got saved. And, uh, and, but you know, after a little while, like in most things, you buy a new car and, all the, and you, know, you get married and we're going to get to that in just a few minutes. And after a while, the newness kind of wears off the new car. And, um, and, and so you're ready to go get it updated. Sometimes the newness wears off in the marriage and you're ready to go get it updated too. And that's, that's a whole other story. But the, word, but the word fresh in this passage of Scripture simply means that it's as fresh as it was when it happened to me. It's as current as today's events. And also it means something that is up to date. Now, I didn't have any of these notes in, on the screen, and I apologize for that. And so we see that that's what's going on in contrast. In contrast to the word fresh... It is something that is old and run down. Old and run down. You get a new home, and, and you're so excited, but, you know, in 20 years passed by, at, at about 15 years, after we built a new home in, not, uh, in 2020, the uh, same year that we built the auditorium here, we built a new home, 
And uh, we found out about 15 years later, we're living in it all the time, you know, and it always looked fresh and new to us. But, you know, after a while, you got to repaint, you got to put in new carpet, you got to, you know, do a little upgrade on the home. But, but, but Job's thinking about the time in his Christian life that everything was fresh, everything was updated. And so now Job has, has, has kind of, he, he's gone back and he's looked at it and he gets himself under conviction when he thinks about it. He said, I want it that way again. He said, I'd love. He said in, the, in verse number two, he said, oh, that I were in months that are past. He wants it back again. He's still hungering for that. He's never, uh, he, he might have gotten over it in one respect, but in his heart, he's never gotten over what God had done for him. And, and then this word glory. Glory comes in three phases in the scripture. Number one, there's glory, and, and this is always true. It is glory in God, it is glory of God, and then it is glory from God. Job doesn't have any glory of his own. It is, it is the glory of God that has been given to him. God has given him glory. And he remembers those glory days. He remembers the glad hallelujahs and the hands in the air and the rejoicing and the peace and the happiness and all that he had when he had his honeymoon. And so now these things have uh, kind of slipped away from him. My wife wrote a song years ago. She's a great poet and a great songwriter. She grows a few plants too. And uh, she wrote a song and these, these are the, this is just, a little short phrase of it. I will glory in the Lord, my Redeemer and friend. He has been everything my heart needed. Job's thinking about that. He said, I want to glory in the Lord. He said, even though I've lost everything that I have, most of us live in it, with the idea that we, have, we, we haven't lost anything and we're never going to lose anything. It, it, it's a little bit hard for us, and I, and I don't want to rehash all this again, but, but I'll say it nonetheless. It's hard for us to imagine what it is to walk, to leave our homes on a beautiful sunny day and come back a few, a few days later, and everything that we've had, and, and everything that we've gained, Job knows what it means. Those folk in Florida knows what it means. Unless you've been through that, you don't know. You don't know. It's hard to fathom, isn't it? Everything gone. It was just over, about a, just over a year ago, maybe, maybe a year and, and a, uh, maybe just, maybe 12, almost 12 months ago now, that uh, I was, I was and, and it's changed my life. It's changed my whole thinking about life and about things, and it's changed my whole thinking about ministry, and it's changed an event that took place in my life that I never thought I would even have to encounter the thoughts of it. But there was a time just over a year ago, or just about a year ago, that I thought I was going to lose my right leg all the way to my hip. That's a, that's a sobering thought. It'll change you forever. I haven't gotten over it yet. 
every time I'm able to walk up these steps. Sometimes when I come from over there, I'll make it to the step and I'll just, I'll just, just before I put my right foot up on that first step, I'll say, thank you, Lord. Job, know what it, Job knows what it means to suffer great loss. I haven't. I haven't and I didn't. I tell you, the Lord let me look into the window of it. And now Job is to the place that he is to, he's just saying, all I want for my life is to be ready to do battle for my Lord and I want his glory to just permeate my life. That's his Christian desire. And so, we glory in the Lord. We glory in Him. It is in God, it is of God, and it is from God. And so, let me, if I don't get to the message this morning, just let me say these, this little list of things. And then I'll, I'll try to give you a few Bible verses. That's always good when you're preaching, give a few Bible verses. And so, make sure that, you're, that you have a fresh relationship to God. Did you write that down? Make sure that it's fresh. Just like the morning dew. We get it, and then we get it the next day, and then we get it again the next day. We don't get to, we were down here a couple of mornings before daylight getting, oh, I know at least a Friday morning and Saturday morning, getting the tent ready and getting the, all the uh, all the things, a lot of people were down here, it wasn't just us, and a lot of people were down here getting things ready, and I noticed that the ground was so wet when we get there, I'd, uh, I'd wear my old shoes, and uh, the, the tennis shoes that I wear most of the time, they, they're, they're, they're that material that the water kind of comes through them, so, you know, I just, I just, uh, I, I noticed how wet the ground was, but you, you know, that dude just lasted a little while, about Nine or ten o'clock, the ground was dry, and then the next morning, Saturday morning, it was the same way. We need to make sure that our relationship with the Lord is fresh. It's fresh. You know, we can get so busy, and we can grow weary with well-doing. And we, we do that a lot around here at Victor Baptist Church. It's just, uh, it's just, I don't know, it's, just some kind of disease that we have, I guess. And uh, always busy, always doing something. And then in the middle of all this planning, uh, the other day we were all planning all this this week. And they said, now what are we going to, somebody said, what are we going to do down here? You know? uh, we're going to get through what we're doing, then we'll do something else. Okay. Let me say this. Make sure that you're, that you're fresh with your worship of Let me say this, make sure that, that you keep your meditation in his word up to date. Is this too simple for everybody? Fresh, updated, not old and ruined in contrast to being fresh. Make sure that your relationship to God and your worship to God and your meditation in his word is up to date. Make sure that it's current. Job's encouraging us all also to make sure that our service in his church is fresh. Fresh. Up to date and current. 
serving the Lord in our local church. I believe in the local church. And I, 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 I know there's the, uh, the, the larger church that's worldwide, but I believe that God has strategically placed in every community a place for his children to serve him, the local church. Here's another one. Make sure that your communion with him, we do the Lord's Supper two or three times a year, four times a year sometime, and, uh, but I'm not talking about the Lord's Supper communion. I'm talking about your communion with him is still fresh. It's up to date. It's current. It's new. Your communion with the Lord, when I talk about communion, I'm talking about your prayer life, and I'm talking about your conversation. <laughs> Excuse me, not just, you know, <clears throat> sometimes prayer is, is, is 75% request and, and maybe 25% thank yous. But every once in a while, you know, we just need to have a conversation with God. I've done that many times. I, I've done it riding down the road, no one in the car with me, and I just begin, you, you, do you not know the little song that's in our songbook? And just a little talk with Jesus made it right. Just talking to him. I'm not talking about going down the church prayer list, and I'm not talking about praying for the sick and the needy and the widows and all. We, sh we need to do all that. But every once in a while, our communion with God, if we're going to keep a fresh relationship with Him, our communion with Him must be fresh. Just talk to Him. And then listen to what He has to say. Here's another one. Our relationship, our worship, our meditation, our service, our communion, our fellowship. That was good fellowship. It was tiring, exhausting, demanding. It sure was some good fellowship over the last couple of days. It ought to be that way today. And then this one, and I don't have them numbered. A fresh relationship to God, a fresh worship of God, a fresh meditation in His Word, a fresh service in His church fresh communion and conversation with him, fresh fellowship with the people of God and with God also. And then this one, make sure that our confession of sin is up to date. I thought about that. You know, if there's anywhere we ought to keep a short list, it ought to be a short list of our sins. Now, I, I'm guilty here and I'm confessing here. And there are probably, if, if, I'm, if I'm guilty in this matter in, in, a, in a crowd this size, there's probably at least five more. that they've let their list of sin just kind of grow. If there's anywhere, it doesn't cost us anything to rid our sins. The forgiveness of our sins is just a thought and a prayer away. He's covered them by his blood. And all we have to do is confess our sins and he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But just like we neglect other things in our Christian lives, we so often let this sin 
list. And God will deal with us about it. And we'll just let it go another day. And then all of a sudden, if we're not careful, if we, if we just begin to let sin grow in our lives, they, it grows from sin to sins, plural. And then they begin to snowball. And then something that starts out about this big on the mountainside becomes an avalanche at the bottom of the mountain. Keep a short list. That's what Job said. Just make sure that the sin list is just, you know, it don't need to be a whole notepad, a whole sheet of, on a notepad. It just needs to be real short. And so the essence of what we're looking at this morning, let me just give you one of the one point and, and in one verse. Look with me, or in one passage. Look over in the book of Psalms, if you would, in chapter number 92. In Psalms 92. Well, what do we get out of all this? What, do we, what, what benefit is it to you and to me if I if I realize the importance of keeping things fresh in my life and keeping my relationship and my worship and all of these things up to date and current and new, and I know that I'm being very redundant, I'm trying to make it to 12 o'clock so I can get full pay. Seriously. What does all, what do I benefit from such a thing, Job, that you're, that you're a, elaborating on. Notice in verses 9 to 10, Psalm 92. We get spiritual help. We get some spiritual help. Notice what he said in the verses. He said, For lo, thine enemies, O Lord, for lo, thine enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. Look in verse number 10. But my horn shall thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. And look at this word, uh, this phrase. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. I preached a series a few years ago, and some of these notes are from there, about keeping things fresh. I, I preached a whole message on keeping the, uh, keeping the fire burning, another message on keeping the bread warm, another message on keeping the oil fresh. There's a whole series of like seven of them. And, uh, but this, is, this was one of the thoughts. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Mine eye also shall see my desire of mine enemies, and my ears shall hear the desire of the wicked that rise up against me. And so now he mentions this matter, and he begins to introduce a particular fresh item, and it is fresh oil. Now, you know as well as I do in the Old Testament that oil... And in the New Testament as well, oil and wine, oil in particular is a type of the Holy Spirit of God working in the world and working in your life and working in my life. You know, everybody should understand that clearly. It's a type of the work of the Holy Ghost of God in our hearts and in our lives. And if you remember in, uh, in, uh, in the Old Testament, in the, in the book of Exodus, he talks about the the oil there, and we got, we, if we had time, we'd look at several places, but he talks about the anointing of Aaron with the oil and how that the oil ran down from his head and all the way down his garments and all the way down to his feet. The oil of anointing, I think it was oil uh, and uh, ointment, the ointment made of oil and, 
And so, it's a type, all is a type of the Holy Ghost of God. Here's what it does. It covers us. The Holy Spirit covers us. I, I'm glad that even though that you can't see it, there's kind of a, there's kind of like a halo or, or a, 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 there's a covering that's all, that it's all around about me and it's above me and it's below me and it's behind me and it's beside me and it's in front of me. When uh, you think about the oil and how it was poured for the anointing and it covered 100% of Aaron and his garment. And so it is once you've been born into the family of God, the Holy Ghost of God moves on the inside, but he also covers the outside. He is our protection. He is our shield. He is, uh, and you'll see it in, in the verses here and in verses throughout the scripture that I could give to you. He is, he is there to cover us. The oil covers, it anoints, it allows us to we can't preach without God. You can't teach without the help of God. You can't, you can't teach. He said that he would teach us all things. We can't learn anything without the Holy Spirit. And the list goes on and on and on. How, we don't talk a lot about the Holy Ghost in lives of Baptist people, but I, I think that, that it's validated in the Word of God that when the Holy Ghost, that when we're saved, the Holy Ghost covers us and he anoints us. But then all, also all preserves us, preserves us. You know why I'm the same amount saved today as I was 50 years ago when I got saved in 1972, over 50 years now? I'm exactly the same saved now that I was saved then. Not any more, not any less. Because He, the Holy Ghost, preserves us. We are sealed by the Holy Ghost. I wished I could run. <clears throat> We are sealed by the Holy Ghost. How long? Until the day of the redemption of the body. Sealed by the Holy Ghost. And so we're covered. This all, this, this, this refreshing, this fresh new current update relationship with God that He covers us and He anoints us and He preserves us. But the old does one more thing. I like, the little, I like the little thing on the uh, three-in-one all that you used to get for your sewing machine. How many knows what a sewing machine is? How many have ever seen one? Some have had to put your hands down, didn't you? That three-in-one all machine all, and uh, it, it penetrates and lubricates, and I forget what the other thing is, three things that it says that it does. Well, the Holy Spirit of God is that way. He also permeates us. I mean... All on the outside, the first layer of skin, the second layer of skin, the third layer of skin, all the way down within us, our hearts, our soul, our mind. It is all because of the all of the Holy Spirit of God. We are sealed until the day of the... The devil couldn't get you. If he, he, there's no reason for him to try. He can't get you. He can cause you a lot of trouble, a lot of heartache. He can't have you. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my Father's hand. 
We're safe in Jesus for all eternity. This oil. Now here's what happens. It, it helps us in regard to our eyes in verse number 11. The Holy Ghost can help us with our eyes. Well, let me back up. I, it, well, I'll go ahead where I'm at. Let me back up. Let me back up verse number 9. It helps us in regard to our enemies. In regard to our enemies. And, and he says so in that verse. I don't, I don't think that I have it on the screen, but I want you to read this verse. I want you to hear this verse. Uh, it's found in Isaiah 5, 17. Listen, listen carefully, child of God. This takes care of our enemies and all those that are against us. I remember years ago when we uh, used to go to Venture Faith Camp, they would have competition, Bible memory competition between the counselors. And Sister Debbie and I, we were always counselors. And so we were members of BMA, Bible Memory Association, so we had memorized many, many verses and passages of Scripture. And uh, so we'd get in this competition, and they'd put us up there, and we'd have to quote one verse, another one, quote a verse, another one, and you couldn't have it wrong at all. And I'd get these little bitty John 10, 35, is it, or um, Jesus wept. I'd get all those. And then she'd memorize verses like this one. Listen to this verse. She memorized, this was one of her verses. I, I, I've never forgotten that. And she typically won. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise up against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. We get help from our enemies. God fights our enemies for us. And then, as I mentioned, in regard to our enemies, verse number 9, in regard to our eyes, in verse number 11, and then in regard to our lips, our ears, rather. Ears here and lips here, is that the way it is? In regard to our ears, there it is on the screen, and there's also one for the lips. I don't have it on here. In regard to our ears, we get help from God. Oh, be careful. Little ear, what you hear. You know, and we're so given. You know, we're, we're just so given. We, if we're not careful, we'll... We, won't, we don't spread gossip, but those people that we tell, they do. You know, every once in a while, we just, and I don't have time to get into the message. It's 12 o'clock. But we get some spiritual help in regard to our enemies when we keep things fresh. We become very vulnerable when things get stale and rancy in our relationship to him. We become a target for Satan. And so it's important that we keep Things up to date. Keep things up to date. Let's stand for prayer. Our Father, we love you this morning. We want to thank you for the blessings of this day. Our hearts are filled with your goodness and kindness. Lord, we thank you for the glory of God that you share in this respect. Lord, that you allow us to be part of your glory. Lord, not that we desire any, not that we deserve any, 
And Lord, we thank you for allowing us to love you and to worship you. And Lord, help us to have a desire to keep things current. Lord, help us not carry a balance on our sin debt. Speak to our hearts and help us today. In Jesus' name, amen.